Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, greetings. Happy Thursday, Boise State fans. How are we doing? Bronco Nation News live here at BroncoNationNews.com. Dealing with a little bit of a hoarse voice today, so we're going to give you exactly what you want. Plenty of Mike Prater talking to fill uh, <laughs> to fill thirty minutes here, but uh, Prater, I always uh, appreciate having you on on Thursdays and uh, spring games behind us, but uh, still news and things happening and NIL and scholarships and transfer portal and all kinds of stuff still going on. So we kick off kind of the off season today. I guess today we'll kind of wrap up the spring, look at the spring game. We got a couple other topics as well, and then we'll we'll figure out next week what to talk about. But Chris uh, <laughs> is always coming on, sir. Appreciate you playing hurt, PJ. I, I can be the blowhard for the day. I can be the one that I'll, I'll just I'll throw out a whole bunch of nonsense. We'll fill this sucker up. We'll make people smarter. Let's have some fun. As I texted you, I'm going to need you to talk more. I'm like, do I really need to say that, or are we going to be okay for 30 minutes? But, uh, <laughs> no, uh, appreciate you as always, Mike. Uh, quick shout-out, by the way. Uh, we're going to talk mostly football and basketball, but I do want to give a shout-out. The softball team uh, was out there at Donna Larson Park yesterday. Uh, friend of the show, Justin Schultz, got ejected again, his second, uh, second time this season. Uh, but uh, they split the series with Nevada. So um, I know, you know, it, folks, at least till the spring game, maybe don't turn their attention to some of the other sports, but uh, the softball team, Justin Schultz, second year after coming over as the hitting coach at Oregon, uh, they won 40 games last year and were literally the first team on the wrong side of the bubble last year to make the tournament. Uh, they're having another nice season, eight and two in conference play and first place in the Mountain West for the softball team uh, after they split the series yesterday with Nevada. Uh, we got a story up about that up on BroncoNationNews.com. And then also today, Prater starts the NCAA championships for women's gymnastics and Boise State did not qualify as a team but they have two individuals that are there at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth Texas today uh, it's the first time since 2014 they've had multiple individuals qualify so almost a decade Courtney Blackson will compete in the vault uh, she had a 10.0 perfect score at the regionals first time in program history and then uh, Emily Lopez uh, will be there as well on the bars she had the uh, perfect 10 earlier this season as well so uh, Emily Lopez Courtney Blackson uh, can, good luck to them. That's at one o'clock today, and that is actually on ESPN Plus. So you can watch video of that on ESPN Plus at one o'clock um, if you are uh, interested in that. And good luck, good luck to them. Uh, the softball team, by the way, will be on the road for a doubleheader at San Jose State on Saturday. Jordan says, "Love the softball coverage. Appreciate that." Yeah, it was a fun time out. A little cold, a little cold. But uh, Kelsey Hall, by the way, Prater, three more home runs, uh, and she has uh, ten home runs in her past thirteen games. So I don't care what. I don't care what level of little league, baseball, major league, softball, college, whatever, 10 home runs in 13 games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's very impressive. And, and Emily Lopez and Kelsey Hall have both been on Idaho Sports Talk. So we're fans of both of them there you uh, go. Through, through name, image, and likeness and, and, and other things. And I know that uh, Idaho Sports Talk, not that we're giving a quick plug, we're going to do our show. Okay, we're doing a beat. We're, we're inspired by Bronco Nation News and Idaho Sports Talk on the 21st. Uh, next Friday is going to be out there broadcasting its show live from uh, from the outfield. So making our debut at Boise State softball. So cool things going on. Kelsey Hall gymnastics. I, I love what's going on with those two with those two programs right now. Well, I hope you guys bring the little uh, ten by ten uh, pop up tent because yesterday there were six home runs hit between the two teams at least in the first game. So I think they sent, ended up with eight or nine home runs. And Prater, it was uh, 
it was uh, elementary school field trip day to the game yesterday, and they were all they were all spread out in the outfield, and you'd see the home run land in the grass, and immediately you'd see about a hundred kids go into oh. a pile fighting for the ball. There's a couple of clips of that up there, but I was just hoping a couple of those screamers weren't going to take down the the uh, second graders there from the elementary school. But uh, no, that was a that was a fun time, and yeah, you'll have a beautiful uh, beautiful time out there uh, on the hill. That's pretty cool. You guys are doing that. That's the Utah State series uh, next weekend, yep. which yep. Uh, so uh, they've got a couple games before then. But uh, yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Looking forward to getting your your thoughts after you uh, head out there. But I do want to get your spring game thoughts. I want to talk mostly Boise State football today. But um, I did want to get you know you've uh, you know talked plenty about Leon Rice, Max Rice. You've written a lot of columns about their relationship, about them, and. Um, you know, we were talking last week about, you know, how many more players are they going to add to this super team and things like that. And really what, what happened, Mike, was I had, uh, you know, they've got one more scholarship to give and we expect that to go to a big guy and we could get some news on that as early as tomorrow, it sounds like. Um, but we keep seeing tweets pop up where Boise State's listed with guards. And I, I just put out a simple tweet. This is interesting that they're still recruiting guards when it looks like they only have one scholarship left. that's probably going for a big guy. And right away, I got two or three people again uh, ripping, you know, ripping Leon Rice for the fact that Max Rice was still on scholarship and that he should uh, give up the scholarship so that they can add another player. And 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 their reasoning was because it was free. Well, they're just wasting a free spot. So, I uh, I've heard that for two three years. It's free. It's free. Why are they doing this? It's free. Well, I said, you know what? Is it really free or not? So I I, I looked up on the Boise State website. I called Mike Walsh. I got all the documents and and figured out uh, what what it, what is the case. And uh, first of all, it's not free. For for one kid, you get sixty five percent off. So you still have to pay thirty five percent. Now, before I get to the numbers, it's a whole different argument. Obviously, Leon Rice can afford it. We can get to that in a second. But just the actual factual uh, talk about how much it costs. Um, one kid gets sixty five percent discount. So they still have to pay 35%. And again, that's for one kid. But in this case, now Cade Rice is also on the team. So they have two kids on the team, two kids enrolled at school. So Cade Rice essentially would get 65% off. They have to pay 35% for him, which is what they're doing right now. To move Max Rice to scholarship, the Rice family would be on the hook for 100% of his tuition costs. And to be eligible to play next season, he's got to be in 12 full-time undergraduate hours or nine um, uh, graduate hours. Uh, to be uh, eligible. And so when you factor that, and then also, again, walk-ons don't get cost of attendance stipends. That's you know over 5,000. Walk-ons don't get stipends for uh, housing, for books, for all this other stuff. When you add it all together, and again, Leon Rice can obviously afford it. He's a millionaire. I get it, but it's not free. It would cost about $28,000, uh, over $28,000, almost $29,000 uh, for Max Rice to move to walk-on. Now, some folks didn't, you know, didn't necessarily like the the, the column. They, they took a harder stance the other way saying, yeah, but if he it's an investment he should make because if he wins the first tournament game, he gets a $76,000 bonus. and He's going to bet on, <laughs> all the, I guess, one year, Greg McDermott at Creighton. There was a situation where one of their better players got a medical 60 year red shirt um, before all this COVID stuff. And, and it was an unexpected thing where they wanted him back. And so uh, it was a last minute thing. And they, they decided to move uh, McDermott's son. Um, now I'm forgetting his name, but Greg McDermott's son was all American. Uh, he ended up for his final year paying for him so they could have this kid back on the team. And it was a, so it has happened before. Um, and I guess my, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, but I, I, you know, my thoughts are if he wants to do it, great. That'd be awesome. You're helping out the team. You should be commended for that. But, but if he doesn't do it, it's not something that I think he should be criticized for or feel guilty for his kid. Isn't, you know, Max Rice has earned a scholarship. He is, um, he should get a scholarship, um, for what he's done. He's one of the best returning players in the Mountain West next season. So on merit, Max Rice is a scholarship player. And if, you know, they feel the roster's good enough and Max Rice 
wants to stay on scholarship and Leon Rice doesn't want to pay $28,000 regardless of how many millions are in the bank, I don't think you can criticize him for it. Praise him if he does it, but if he doesn't do it, I don't think that's something where the social media mob should continue to rip him for doing that and saying that they're not, you know, doing what's the best for the team and all this kind of stuff. And so that was kind of the, the premise of the column was to mostly say it's not free. Here's the finances. Here's how much it costs. And also, if he wants to do it, great. But if he doesn't, I don't feel he should be criticized for it. Mike, where do you where do you lay in all this? Yeah, I'm not going to get too wrapped up in the family politics. Can he afford it? Can he afford it? Can he afford it? I, I don't worry about that. Obviously, he can't afford it. But to me, it's about Max Rice and what, and what he's deserved and what he's earned and the, psych, the psyche of a basketball player. If you take a scholarship away from an earned basketball scholarship player, then that, you know, whether what I don't care what the circumstances are. That's going to be in the back of your mind. So, yeah, he's a scholarship player. He's earned it. He's one of the better players on this team. He's going to be one of the better players in the conference, like you said. And uh, I, I wouldn't get too wrapped up. I thought the reporting was good. I thought the information was smart. But uh, let's not get too wrapped up in a couple of social media trolls. Max Rice deserves to be on scholarship. And if you take away a scholarship, he's a human being. And I don't care who takes it away from him, dad, God, country, whatever. If you take away Max Rice's scholarship and he goes to work every single day as a non-scholarship guy, he feels slighted because somebody asked him to give up a dollar worth of his salary for the betterment of the company. That doesn't always work for the company. That doesn't always work for the individual. So, yeah, Max Rice deserves it. Leave it alone. Let's move on. And uh, if I guess, yeah, right, if if if, if the second coming of if, if Bronny James wants to come here and they need a scholarship, I suppose Max or Leon could go to Max and say, yeah, I need to make a quick business decision. We'll make that happen, but uh, I don't see that happening, BJ. I, I also think, as you know, there's guys like uh, Jace Whiting, RJ Keen, Kobe Young that um, are expecting to get some more playing time this year and expect to expect to be a big piece. Um, if you go get this UC Irvine guard that averaged 15 points a game, does it make your team this year better? Uh, probably yes, but I would think there's a decent likelihood one of those guys transfers. They're, they're not you bring in a guy with two years eligibility that's going to be above you on the depth chart. In this day and age, I don't know if R.J. Keene's already waited two years to play. I'm not sure he's going to wait two more years. So um, I, I think that's a factor, too. The roster dynamics, the chemistry, um, it's not as easy as let's just go get, you know, eight starting quality guards. I mean, yes, you want to have depth. Yes, you want to have uh, as much depth as you can. But, but you know, you, you want quality depth. And guys that are starting in other places aren't just going to come here to be the eighth or ninth man. Um, so I think there's some – not politics, but there are, I guess you can call politics, but some just yeah. roster roster dynamics where yeah. you're trying to keep RJ Keene and some of these other guys happy. And maybe you could argue, Hey, you know, that for the next two years, you know, you'd be a better team. Yes. But if you, if you believe in some of these younger guys like you do and you don't want to give up on them, you can't just, you know, go in there and add another guy. In my opinion, I think they believe in Andrew Meadow, Chris Lockett, RJ Keene, Jace Whiting, Kobe young to all be enough depth at the guard position that um, again, perfect scenario. I'm not even ruling out. I think Leon Rice, I think there's a chance if they do find the the perfect fit that he would consider doing it from what I'm told. I And, and I think that'd be awesome. I just don't think he should be ripped for not doing it. It's just like fans are just taking it as some given that it should just obviously happen. And the fact that it's not happening is just crazy. And that Leon Rice is not, you know, and I've seen others suggesting, oh, well, can't they come up with a $29,000 bonus to give them for something just to help pay for it? <laughs> um, which I guess legally yeah. they, they could do, but money's not sure. the, Leon Rice has the money. That's not the, that's not the, it's just, it's, it's, it's the semantics of moving one of your, the best players in the mountain West to, to walk on status. So we'll see. I didn't expect for it to kind of blow up the way it did, but um, again, could see, some news tomorrow on the uh, basketball front. Boise State nice. had, 
had a visitor in town last weekend, and uh, I think they're hoping they can get a, a commit tomorrow. And then, um, you know, that might be close to the end. I will say this, Mike, from what I'm hearing, I think it's becoming more and more likely that Mo Silla does stay on the roster for next season. Um, you know, he had some un, um, unusual circumstances in his basketball career. He didn't um, – he was not able to do any of the summer workouts last year because he was having some testing done on his heart. Um, there's more to the story there, but I, I think they feel like there's still an upside with, with Mosilla. I mean, there's not a lot of 6'11", 250-pound guys sitting around in the portal, regardless of skill level. Um, you know, did he provide much to the team last year? No. But let's not forget, when they played New Mexico down at the pit, when New Mexico was, like, rolling at the beginning of the season, uh, he started overtime. I mean, Mosilla was out there playing in some crucial minutes in a couple games this season. And um, based on who's out there in the portal at the center position, and again, you're not getting a guy that's going to come in here and think he can start when you are, probably already have two guys that are, you know, going to be your fifth and sixth man already. Um Anything can change, but my understanding, you know, the, oh, we'll just move Mosilla when we get somebody better. That talk, I think, is simmering down a little bit. I think they believe there's some upside to at least be a five, six minute off the bench defense, rebounding energy type guy if they need him. Um, so I think, at least as of now in my roster projections, I'm going to keep Mosilla. Uh, on the team next year but um if they get stan if they get a guy you know i know uh omar stanley's a guy out there a lot of people are talking about and uh st john's transfer you know um but if, if they can get one more piece in the middle mike and um well you know what do you make i guess of um the the, the fourth edition one more guard i think would quote unquote maybe make people believe more of the super team. Um, and we've talked about that. There's going to be a lot of expectations on Leon Rice for using that phrase and using those words in terms of what this is going to look like. But you add uh, Cam Martin, you add Roddy Anderson, you add a big guy, um, and then you bring in Meadow and Lockett as well. Um, I mean, do you think that the roster is uh, that they did enough this offseason, if that's it? I'm not sure they did enough to, to give me a super team, and that just would be my opinion. It looks like right now Leon Rice is just out there trying to get the best the best position, the best players possible, the best talent possible, and, and I'm okay with that as well. You know, If he hadn't said the super team comment, then then I'm thinking, okay, he's just out there trying to get the best available talent that he can, and that's, you know, you, we're going to see that happening two weeks from today in the NFL draft. Teams just not going after need, just going after the best player, and, and I'm absolutely okay with that. With that said, a super team needs a rim protector. A super team needs a true center. Even though Leon Rice doesn't play positions, he plays the five best guys. He'll throw out five guards if he has to. So the, the rim protector is a major part of the super team. So as we sit here today, maybe Leon Rice's roster got a little bit better. Maybe the depth is a little bit better. There's enough excitement that gets me fired up to watch this team but I don't see a super team. And uh, that would be a little bit disappointing for me, BJ. And it just does depend, you know, are we talking a super team for a Boise state, you know, for a mountain West, or are we talking a super team nationally? I guess you can say, you know, cause for, for a Boise state, you could say this might be one of the better rosters they've ever had. Um, but I think when some people think super team, they were thinking, you know, five-star guys or maybe a little higher level uh, uh, from some of them. But uh, I will counter your point a little bit. I agree with you. They, they're going to need, that's why one of the reasons most Silla I think is staying because other than him, they don't have anybody taller than six, nine on the roster right now. So, um, but, uh, you know, a team like Kansas played most of the year with nobody taller than six, eight on the floor, and they were a number one seed in the tournament. So, I mean, it, it, it's, is it possible to play with a smaller lineup? Yes. Would you prefer to have a Graham Ike or a Nathan Mensa or some huge big guy in the middle? Yes. Also. So I, I agree with you. And it just depends how they want to build the roster and we'll see, but there could be, they got to Ugbo in the mix yesterday. And then uh, there could be some, uh, again, news in the next 24, 48 hours 
uh, on the post player as well, and then we'll kind of see where the roster sits. Let's talk some football, wrapping up spring ball. But first, want to remind you, we're broadcasting from the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. More than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails. You can pick yours up at your local gas station or grocery store. If you're looking to get rid of that uh, ugly stained concrete you have, how about a concrete coating from RealPaint.com? Five times stronger than epoxy. They can install it in one day. They've done our back patio and our garage. We're so happy. You get a free estimate. They'll come out. No uh, strings attached. And tell, tell, walk you through the process. Tell you what it would cost. Highly recommend it. ROEPaint.com. Check them out. RealPaint.com. Lithia Ford of Boise. They will buy your used vehicle even if you don't buy from them. It's pretty rare these days, but they will take your vehicle, make a cash offer right there on the spot from the uh, appraiser. So drive it on into their location there, and you can find out their full inventory of vehicles and do what the Reigns family did, purchase a vehicle from them at lithiafordboise.com. Idaho Central Credit Union, we got some fun stuff in the mix, Prater, that we're working on with ICCU, uh, iccu.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. Check them out, Idaho Central Credit Union. There's a location pretty much in every corner, iccu.com. You looking for a job? about transportation compliance service they can help you every step of the way to get into the trucking industry uh all the permits the things you need overweight permits dot permits let them do it for you if you try to do it yourself usually you go out of business because it doesn't work so let the professionals handle it the amazon truck in your neighborhood to the big rig on the screen they can do it all and you can get more information at transcompservice.com and if you need some new boise state gear the blue and orange store and prater we can touch on this here in a second but uh Saturday, 48 hours away, Taylor Green will be at the Blue and Orange store signing uh, some of these cool new uh, oversized trading cards. Uh, the Blue and Orange store.com. You can get free shipping any order over $40. And uh, if you're in the area against Saturday, Taylor Green, I think it's 11 to 1, Prater, that Taylor Green will be at the Blue and Orange store uh, for an appearance. So if you want to go meet Taylor Green, get his autograph, go to the Blue and Orange store at the Boise Town Square Mall on Saturday from 9 to 11 and that was pretty cool Prater I know you've uh, the other camera angle you had um, you had the I don't know if JP's still there and can pop it on real quick but uh, you you guys had the uh, trading card for Taylor Green it's um, it's an oversized card there it is look at that I'll put a full screen here for folks to see how about that thank you JP uh, tell us about this Prater yeah it's 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 really beautiful on a marketing the local company here and a couple of local guys that have put this sucker together I, I think it's a really really cool situation so it's a big metal card uh, it's as you can see, it's about three and a half, maybe four feet tall, a couple of maybe two and a half feet wide. Uh, beautifully done, very modern, very sleek, very heavy, very durable. Uh, if you can flip around on the other side, it's like a regular trading card. It's got information and stats on the back, and it, it's really fun. It's got holes in the top, so you kind of you can kind of hang it from your man cave. Ninety-seven bucks. They're selling a hundred of these suckers, and uh, I don't know if they're going to sell out on Saturday, but I think it's a really cool deal. So. They're going to try to continue to do these more. I know they're working with Gonzaga basketball. They're working with Alabama softball and maybe even a, a future uh, partnership with some Boise State basketball players or a star on the Boise State basketball team. But uh, these trading cards are really, really cool. So uh, on a marketing, Blue and Orange Store, Taylor Green, the NIL people at Boise State, I think it's a really cool deal, BJ. Now, I know you guys have a lot of clout and a lot of, uh, you know, you guys are a big deal there and people want to bring stuff yeah, to the yeah, studio. Yeah. They only made a hundred of them and they gave you guys one. That's crazy. Well, you know, they can, you know, yeah. I mean, talking to, to talking to Idaho sports talk and Prater in the ball game in JP is worth, worth 97 bucks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a free deal. So yeah, so it's actually it's, one of 99 when somebody goes to buy one. Cause you guys got one of them there in the studio. Well, I'm assuming Talon got one, and, and so maybe we're down to 98. But maybe maybe they the audit guys were smart, and they are really smart guys. Maybe they made like 104 of these suckers, and they're giving away four for free. And uh, no, but uh, it's it's a cool deal. Talon's already been paid. He's got a. It might be the most significant 
cash NIL deal that Boise State athlete has I had. That was thirty percent of each one, right? Uh, he gets uh, he, he gets uh, three thousand bucks for the whole yeah. deal. Yeah, so, so third, I guess that, that that would come down to because uh, it's a ten thousand dollar package, and uh, he gets three thousand dollars of it. And uh, obviously, there's some costs, and then the company itself in there. So uh, I I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool. And uh, Taylor Green's got some nice pocket. You know, it's it's you know, a couple of pieces of cash is a heck of a lot better than a slice of pizza. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, you can have the uh, the pizza deal all you want to go give your offensive lineman a free meal, but when you got $3,000 for uh, a two-hour appearance of signing things, that's uh, yeah. so nice. So that's cool. Thanks, JP, for putting that up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll be 9 to 11 if folks want to uh, go up there and uh, meet uh, Taylor Greer. No, excuse me, 11 to 1. 11, 11 to 1. 1. Yeah. 11 yeah. to 1 on Saturday at the Blue and Orange Store there at the Boise Town Square Mall. Prater, uh, we got your thoughts after the game. We appreciate you coming by the James on Saturday. But uh, overall, what stood out to you about the spring game or the spring in general as we now uh, get set for uh, you know a long three, three and a half months without football here? Yeah, if uh, spring games are designed to get people fired up and excited, and that's really what it is, it's just an inner squad scrimmage. They did all their dirty work behind the scenes and, and got everything done. So this is more of a celebration of for fans. And I think they got exactly what they wanted. They got an offense that uh, is going to be pretty dang explosive, as we like to say around here. Uh, very explosive offense, lots of tools, lots of things to play with for, for Taylor Green and company. Uh, the defense has got some issues on the other side. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on that defensive line. Very, very worried about that defensive line. I think the back part of Boise State's defense is in pretty good shape. Uh, the middle, uh, you know, I know DJ Schramm's not really playing a lot this well, not playing at all this spring. So uh, there, there might be some depth concerns at the linebacker spot. It's funny. All of a sudden, Boise State is a major offensive team and not so much defense. It's been defense first under Andy Avalos. He hasn't scored more than 30 points a game average-wise in his two years at Boise State. That's been the standard for 25 years around here. And I think they finally have an offense that can probably average about 35 plus a game. That'll be fun to watch. I know there was a lot of concern about the guys they lost on defense, you know, just, just when the season ended, losing Skinner, losing uh, Jones and Matlock, all these guys. And, you know, I asked Winston Venable about it yesterday, but I mean, our, you know, again, you were without Shram. He was injured. You were without yep. Markel Reed. You were without, uh, you know, uh, uh, who is the guy on the oh, uh, Dimitri, Dimitri Washington, Dimitri Washington, and you go down the line. So, again, it wasn't you know, the, the defense you're going to see start line up against Washington. But with that said, with that said, um, did you see anything this spring to, to ease the worries or concerns you have about the defense uh, going into next season? Uh, the development of cornerback probably helped the uh, Marion McCoy guy. I mean, they talked about him a ton and he played and he was pretty active on he was Saturday. One of the only so, corners that could play. They had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there's some depth at corner. I, I think there's four guys that can, they can plug in and play. And I'm not going to sit here and say they're all going to be difference makers, but collectively those four are going to be good enough for me. So I, I, I'm okay with that. It's just that defensive line to me was really, really exposed and doing some research after the fact. You know, I mean, where's Boise State going to get its sacks from? I mean, Dimitri, when he's healthy, can go after him and get four or five sacks a season. Right now, I don't see a lot, another, a lot of other sacks. Michael Penix last year, the University of Washington, the entire season, the entire season last year, the University of Washington gave up seven sacks. I believe it was number two in the entire country. Seven sacks they gave up to Michael Penix last year. Boise State on September 2nd opens against Michael Penix. And if you can't get pressure on a Heisman Trophy candidate and his Heisman Trophy campaign has already been officially launched by Washington, that's crazy to me. If they can't get pressure on him, that opening day on September 2nd is going to be just a season spoiler. It could be a long, nasty game. 
if they can't stop Michael Penix. So that defensive line not only scares me, it scares me right out of the shoot for this season. Yeah, not exactly the uh, ideal opening opponent for a defense that's replacing as many guys as they are. Final thing, um, whether it's Green, Genty, whether it's Prince Strawn, um, McAllister, uh, you mentioned the offense having a chance to be really explosive this year, but is there a, a guy or two that you're, you know, I know the obvious answer is Green, but uh, I mean, yeah. is there a guy or two that uh, you're really excited about heading into the offseason here? Yeah, I mean, you know, outside of watching the dynamics between Holani and Genty playing in the backfield, that's probably the part of this offense that has me more excited than anything else. But I know there's a lot of excitement right now for Prince Strawn, and 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 there should be. But this dude is going to be raw. I mean, he he's been playing football for four years. He looks the part, but how much you know the route running, the hands, all the other things you're supposed to be when you're a world class wide receiver, and he's not that yet. He's got world class skills, a world class body. But uh, the world-class – so I, I'm more of a Eric McAllister guy this year because I think he's one year ahead of a Prince Strawn, and they have the same similar styles. I think Eric McAllister can be a dynamic playmaker. He's got a big body. I think he's got the route tree and some of the things that uh, Prince Strawn doesn't have. The explosive wide receiver that Boise State's wanted for a long time, Capels, Bowens, and Cobb, those guys are going to be the efficient guys. But I think Eric McAllister is going to be kind of the home run hitter, and I can't wait to watch him play. I think he's got an NFL future. I'm really, really excited for Eric McAllister. Well, appreciate your time today, Prater. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to my uh, horse voice today. But we made it, we got through it, and uh, appreciate you as always. And hopefully by uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow when I join you guys on Idaho Sports Talk, I'll be uh, feeling a little bit better. But uh, have a great day, everybody. We'll be listening. What do we got today, 3 to 6, Prater? We're going, to, uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, some hockey, some Idaho Steelheads. We're going to break down some Boise State football and, uh, and uh, a few other things. So uh, we're get, we got our production meeting here in about 30 minutes. We're going to solve the world's problems, BJ. Appreciate it. Three to six, Johnny, JP, Prater, Bob. <clears throat> excuse me, Bob, the whole crew will be there. <laughs> Check them out. Three to six, uh, Idaho Sports Talk, KTIK.com, the KTIK app, where obviously you can listen 95.3 FM, 1350 a.m. the ticket. So have a great day, and we'll uh, talk to you later. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.